0: Hello, this is- and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk NGOs. Today on NPR, we are proud to... Hi there and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk Comics Season 2 Episode 8. Today we're going to talk about Batgirl and X-Factor. I'm talking kind of fast right now because we're starting early this morning. It's Sunday at what, 9.17 because Hav wants to get this thing done with so he can spend his day watching Dark Phoenix on his couch. Hi Hav, how you doing? Hey Charles,
1: how are you? I'm doing alright. Uh, Just on a loop, man. Just going to gonna watch it with and without commentary and then I'm going to go back and start the X-Men movies from the beginning. Yeah, I got a plan.
0: Well, that, that's good. It's always, have, it's always good to have a plan on a Sunday morning. Uh.
1: No, we can talk about that later. But I, I do have a list of stuff I need to catch up on. It, or just like I was, was telling you before we started, I think I'm two episodes behind on Obi-Wan. And, and look, I, I watch stuff other than superhero. Superhero stuff, sci-fi stuff, too. We haven't watched Severance. I heard that's great.
0: Yeah, I, I do not. I do not watch anything other than superhero and science fiction stuff. I mean, okay. I, I did just watch the most recent season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but I'll come up with a reason why that's a comic book slash science fiction thing in my head to justify my uh,
1: love of that show. Yeah, it, it could be set in the like the MCU or something, just circa 19-whatever, 60s, late 50s, early 60s. <laughs>
0: that, that would be... That would be hilarious if that were actually set in the MCU. Just a, just a little so.
1: So this is also, I, I think it's worth mentioning, you did a just a tremendous amount of work because we just recorded last weekend. You edited that podcast. You dropped it this past Friday, and you read what turned out to be a lot of comic books because I accidentally suggested this volume of X Factor... Slash well, X Factor investigation. I don't know. Could just called X Factor, but it turned out it was like a five issue mini series of Madrix, then followed by twelve issues of X Factor. I didn't realize that. I thought it was really just twelve issues. So, and then Batgirl was another twelve issues. So, thank you for doing all that.
0: Batgirl was twelve issues. I thought so. I, I'm, I'm not.
1: I'm not saying you're wrong. I just I didn't think it. It didn't seem that long to me,
0: unless you read the first two volumes. Did Maybe it
1: the? was only six, and I'm just making that up. But I, well, oh, you have could sworn. be right. You... anyways. Stranger things have happened than you being right. Yep, that 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 that's true. And I've watched. I'm caught up on Stranger Things. At least, by the way, speaking of TV shows, I'm I'm caught up on Stranger Things as well. Just
0: off the top, the reason we're talking about all of these, com- or at least I'm pretty sure Hav is talking about all of these TV shows and movies and whatnot, other than my Dark Phoenix slander on Javier, is that we are probably for our next episode going to be doing a movie pod with our friend Caesar he, he's finally f- might have some time to do that we haven't decided exactly what we're going to talk about yet or when we're going to record but we're probably doing a bonus episode for the next podcast although we will announce I'm hoping Hobbs ready to announce what we're going to be reading for our next regular podcast because I, I
1: got I got some ideas I'm still I'm toying between a couple different, but I, I think I know which way I'm going.
0: Okay. In fairness, as we said, this was a short turnaround between, for us
1: anyway, recording
0: podcasts. So we, and if you have listened to the previous podcast, you know what, that we decided on what we were going to read live on air, or I guess live on tape, or we we truly did come up with our suggestions right there and right then. I think a lot of that, of course, had to do with Havruining last year. Podcast with his deciding to research the creator of the comic. He suggested, which I guess I have to be glad he did that because it is important to have uncomfortable conversations about things like that. But it did yeah. it did kind of burst the bubble on some of what we were going to talk about, or at least what I had planned to talk about.
1: Ignorance is bliss, except it's yeah. not. Except then you're ignorant, and yeah, it was it was uh, un- it's un- it like it's unfortunate. That I recommended it. What sucks is what the dude did. So Yes. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: yeah. That's that's the only thing that sucks. You. Oh, my gosh. You are correct. It was actually 13.
1: Yeah. Plus an annual. I plus an annual too.
0: that I... Ju- uh, holy cow. All right. Um, we did. Holy cow. Picture
1: books, as you say.
0: Well, yeah. Clearly must be because I did it in a day and a half. Yeah. You know what? Well, do you want to just jump in? While I was working. I mean, I wasn't at work when I was
1: doing it, but I mean... I won't tell your employer that you I, were just, just sitting there with my iPad reading uh-huh. comic books. When last we left us on the last podcast you had recommended Bad Girl Circa 2000 and I had recommended X-Factor X-Factor Investigations Circa 2000 actually 2004 is when the the mini series came out of about Jamie Madrix. and yeah so let's as we usually do I think we're going to start in chronological order from when they were released. So that would be Batgirl. And that was your suggestion. And I will just mention off the top, I really liked it. You had just talked about you liking the peripheral or the Bat family characters. Mm-hmm. And we had also, I know, talked about just why you can't do the same thing with these characters. In properties, but especially like somebody like Batman that's been around since literally the 1940s, mm-hmm. um,
0: early, early, early
1: 40s, like 1940, I think. Yes. I think he came out the year after Superman. Yes, you can't just do the same Batman story over and over again; otherwise, it gets boring. But but at the same time, you can break them down, like you said. They break them down, they build them back up. So they, so of course, bad things happen to Batman. This is an introduction of a new Batgirl, but I'll let you, if you want to... I, I really liked it. I really liked it. And speaking of it being... I'm sorry. Speaking of it being 13 issues total, 1 through 12 of the beginning of the series in an annual, incredibly quick read. I think there's a couple reasons why it was a quick read given the character, but or one big reason, but I'll let you take a shot at a, a synopsis if you want to. the This
0: Batgirl is a... Very young lady, I think she's 17 when this starts, named Cassandra Kane. She is not just a mute, she has no language skills whatsoever. We find out later there is something just disconnecting in her brain. She was raised by a, oh, I can't remember his name, his last name's Kane, but he is a assassin, hired assassin in the DC Universe. He's a very famous hired assassin, and he finds her and raises her as a weapon he is training her to be a assassin and because of her language skills she doesn't although she doesn't understand language she reads body language immediately she knows exactly what you're doing and what you're thinking before you can move so her fighting skills are off the chart she can't be hit because she's reacting to what you're going to do before you're going to do it so she's been trained how to fight since she was what? four three something like that
1: incredibly young
0: and throughout this whole thing you see what he's done to her and it is horrible she'll have him attacked by she'll have he'll have her attacked by men by putting a knife on the thing and saying see if you can cut her and then she just destroys them and somehow we we learned this throughout the first few issues we're not We don't know this immediately. We're just first introduced to her, and she's just basically beating the snot out of Gotham criminals. And she's living with, I have to assume, and I haven't done any research on this, because you know I don't do research. I have to assume she was introduced in the Batman, in Batman, a Batman comic book. Because she she just, all of a sudden, she's living with Barbara Gordon, the OG Batgirl, who is now Oracle, because some fucking asshole had a throwaway thing where he put her in a wheelchair. Oh, sorry. Different. Tangent. Tangent. They decided to make that crap canon. So Which it wasn't supposed to be, by that, the way. It, exactly. It's standalone anyway.
1: We're talking about the killing joke, by the way, if anybody's wondering. But go ahead.
0: Yes. You talk about a misogynist mess of... Anyway. I, I saw you grimace. Did that hit There's a,
1: there, I was going to say... I think I've mentioned this in the podcast about killing joke. That was one that... <laughs> I had just found a comic book store in San Antonio that I would beg my my mother to take me to and killing joke first first printing bought off the rack is that 8780 I'm in middle school and holy geez there's there's some stuff in there that maybe middle school me should not have been. Uh, laying eyes on and reading but anyways go ahead you're you're doing a great job oh Cassandra Kane comes out of this thing at this event Batman family event no man's land which I'd heard of okay but didn't read but go ahead
0: okay so y- exactly so she appeared and he grabbed her I knew just the fact that she arrived in this with no backstory whatsoever except the flashback stuff that we went through I guess it wasn't flashback so a lot of it was in video when Batman goes and confronts her uh, adoptive father I did finger quotes because I and he truly does creepily think of him her as his daughter. And you find out she kind of feels like she's his daughter as well. And what I that it's a It's messed up. It really is messed up. So she has got she is going along fighting, doing all this stuff. He is trying to explain where she comes from, and at one point Batman is yelling at her because she failed because someone died. She saves backstory. One of the in, in the first little arc, she sees a guy being attacked, and he's. It's really a beautiful story. Let me see if I get this right. He, you see this man writing a letter to his wife, basically about how he's going to die because he tried to do the right thing, and then. You cut to him walking into an alley where where a man is. A, is was he attacking a group of men or attacking a woman or
1: something like that? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Like three guys. Because a
0: woman isn't going, wanting to date. It no longer wants to date a man. So he goes to confront them and they're the guy is going to kill him. And that's when Batgirl shows up, beats the ever loving tar out of that group. And he he goes home. Well, that was the weird part especially when i first read it i'm like okay well why is he writing a letter to this and then you find out that he gets kidnapped by this yeah. guy who happens to be the son of one of gotham's top mob bosses now it's somebody i'd never heard of so evidently gotham has 40 trillion top mob bosses that got gotham just it needs to just be burnt to the fucking ground i sorry it might have a crime problem it has it has every cr- problem you can freaking imagine it is a i tell you what what they did to do gotham is they watch fox news and they listen to everything they say a city is and then they just do that
1: sure and well you know what else i was thinking about with with as look and i know people have gone on it i'm just i'm half i'm joking but people go on well Bruce Wayne's a billionaire. He could spend the money and fix Gotham. But take that aside because that's stupid. His comic book. With as many Bat family members as there are established and operating in Gotham, I mean, a plethora, I will say, you would think that maybe they would make a dent in the crime statistics. But I've got a I got a feeling like it's either, you know, treading water or going the wrong direction.
0: Yeah. Well, it depends on what the author of the time needs. Because sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. And every time you bring up the fact that people say, "Hey, they need to do this," I point out that there are many arcs where the Wayne Foundation is striving very hard to do all of the real things that alleviate crime.
1: Right. And but, guess what? I don't think that's going to sell comic books when they're yeah, talking no, about either. That's hey, exactly know. right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Would, let, let's look at the economic impacts of jobs programs and housing through a government versus a. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm really going down. What's my paper going to be on? Which which is better, philanthropy or yeah, or government programs in order to alleviate in, poverty and crime?
1: NGOs I mean, versus governmental, you know, <laughs> non-governmental organizations, nonprofits versus governmental, taxpayer-funded. S- assistance programs let's 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 do a we're, comic book on that because that's going to freaking fly off the shelves
0: we're we're just we're just slowly morphing from well let's see recently we, we started out as a comic book podcast then we went to strictly star trek and now we're going to try to get on npr with our <laughs> hello this is, and welcome to Hav and charles talk ngos today on npr we are proud to all right so <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, no. Hey, a couple of things that I I, I jotted down while you were given a, a very good synopsis of the. Well,
0: well, I, I wanted to finish that little that little Go arc, ahead. arc really quick because when when we're doing when they're he gets grabbed and then she, she finds out he was grabbed and they're holding him at what used to be a prison or used to be a, a slaughterhouse or something. It's on a little. It's Gotham. Gotham. They need to get rid of every. Old amusement park. They need to get rid of every old slaughterhouse, (laughs) prison that's just abandoned. If It's it's an island
1: Alcatraz type prison, I think. If
0: it's just abandoned, you know, that's the Wayne Foundation. I think it could fix Gotham very simply just by raising all of those places. Buy them and raise them. They're they're clearly tax-delinked. He could buy them for the tax money. He could raise them and then he could build. Well, now most of them are like haunted graveyards at this point because of what's happened. So maybe you just farm the land, I don't know, make a park, but they do not need all of these abandoned buildings. There should not be a housing problem in Gotham either based on the abandoned buildings <laughs> throughout it.
1: There's plenty, there's plenty of brick and there's, mortar to go around.
0: So he saves her. She say she breaks in, it gets in and is taking him out. And he has, a. he's written this letter that he's going to die to his wife. And then while she's escaping and she's saving him, he dies of his injuries and Batman blames her because she failed. She didn't save his life. And that, that's where the catalyst for him and Barbara Gordon going back and forth because, Batman's a dick. Oh, yeah. Batman is the biggest dick that has ever worn the, worn a cowl. Well, I don't know about that, but he is the biggest dick in famous comic book characters.
1: Like, we, we can't fail. He gives her the whole speech. Yeah. And I, all that. Yeah.
0: It, it, it's ridiculous. And he also tells her she can it, just street level criminals. She can't touch a meta. Don't no superpowered individuals, wh- wh- which I loved that because of later. So that that's kind of the opening that it gives. And he starts investigating her and go ahead. You had some notes you jotted down.
1: No. Yeah. I was just going to say, you find out that right off the bat in her introduction to this, before something's happened to her, she is better than Batman. Yes, at, at fighting. Yes, like no training from him. She's ready to to suit up and go out. And then you also find out when when Batman interacts is is it David Kane? Kane, the her her the guy that made her into what she is a living weapon, if you will. Mm-hmm. You find he when when and this guy is just a drunk hanging out in this uh, in his house or whatever his little compound. And Batman confronts him because Batman gets sent videotape of a very young Cassandra Kane, like four years old, ripping out the throat of a dude. And Alfred kind of convinces Batman and Batman wants to believe that it was altered. It wasn't. But he goes and confronts Kane and Kane not even intimate, just says, I tried before, She it worked on her. Like, this is not the first kid he had tried to train to do to become what she became. Uh-huh. But so who knows how many times Kane had tried this, which is also just kind of gross yeah. and, and sick. It is David and, Kane, David Kane, and then you have this at the at towards the end of this arc, this introductory kind of arc or arcs. He's trying. He, he you're right. He has some kind of affinity. He's proud of what he did raising her, and they take his tapes, and he goes to Gotham to retrieve his tapes of of how he trained her. And there's a scene of him and Cassandra interacting on a rooftop where she lets him go. She gives him back his bag of tapes and mem- his memories of 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 him. I guess raising her, if you want to use that word. Yeah. And so, it, yeah, it's a it's a weird dynamic. Of course, surprise, surprise. It's Batman, and she was has a messed up childhood. I yes. wonder where they got that idea from. So, yeah, it, it was again. Oh, and the reason I think it's a quick read, you, like you said. She does a non ta- nonverbal. Yeah. non So you want to talk about great sequential storytelling art in this. And it's, it's really cool. I mean, cause she's communicating and you're, you're a lot of, half the story, half the panels don't have dialogue. I I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. It, I didn't go back and count. So it really good, but good. Anything else? Yeah. There's a lot more to talk about. No, I know. I, I
0: know. Go ahead. <laughs> Anything else sounded like, and we're wrapping that up. I'm like, dude. No, no, no. That's huh. not what it I, I just wanted to say, I, I, I've saved this because you were talking about how it's a quick read. It's picture books, Hav. There you go. <laughs> so, what? W- one of the things that happens fairly early on is she meets, she finds out about Lady Shiva. Shiva? Lady Shiva? Well,
1: before that, she finds the psychic guy. Nope. I thought it was.
0: No. Um, okay.
1: I think I'm right. I right. know
0: you're not right because. She meets Lady Shiva, she follows her in, because doesn't she fight with him, her first?
1: No, she saves it. I thought she saved the psychic dude from somebody else, and then she finds out Shiva's in okay. town. Okay, you, you may be correct on that. If I had access to my iPad, I'd, I would well, I I guess I can look All it up that, That's the order I
0: wrote it down in. Okay, then if you wrote it down while you were reading it, it, it is. Yeah. So she, she was there was a, a hit put out on somebody. Right. Uh, again, read them in a Gotham. day and a half. Well, yes, in Gotham, there's a hit put out on a guy and he's running for his life and she sees it and stops them, sort of. She she rescues him briefly. He touches her on the... She, he's trying to communicate. He can't read her mind. We find out that's what's going on. But he touches her on the head and all of a sudden she can think in English. And she's never done that before. And she's freaking out and he's talking to her in her mind. And then more bad guys come. One particular bad guy bounty hunter woman comes and beats the tar out of batgirl because she can no longer read her like that so she has absolutely no defense she's all offense because she has to she 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 has offensive fighting skills but she has no defense and she eventually fights another group of people and batman rescues them correct that's what happens because he comes tearing back because he's off i swear to god he's in a, it it seems like he's in another country but evidently he's not because David Kane, who he's talking to and looking at the videos, says, "Well, I, I hate to tell you this, but there's a five million dollar bounty on a guy in Gotham." And off, off he goes. And you mentioned right that he saw her kill somebody in this video, right? Yeah. Yes, I did. I yeah. mentioned that. And David Kane has explained, "Well, that was it. She broke. I made her do it too young because that's she disappeared on me then. Once she realized what she did when she killed the guy." Yeah. So Batman comes rushing in saves her finds out that she could not finds out what happened eventually and does what he did to all the robins except what's his name that Jason got, Todd except Jason Todd doesn't let him go out takes away the suit you can't go out you're not ready and explains to her Jason Todd's the reason when she's trying to slowly communicate because she still can't really speak English because she's never spoken. She can't read everything's words, but she can think and she can communicate a little better.
1: And, and But uh, worth pointing out, she starts going out anyways, right? She oh, starts well, suiting yeah. up on her own and going out. Oh,
0: absolutely. And Barbara Gordon doesn't stop her. And that's when she meets Shiva. Or she right. finds out? Does she find out about her first,
1: and then she, so, she finds out she's in town? And Shiva's apparently the... and I'd heard of Lady Shiva. Uh-huh. I want to say is how she was referred to back yeah. when I first. Yeah, it's Lady Shiva. She's in, She's just in town. She and and Cassandra knows she's the baddest out there, and, and kind of wants and to she, go head toe to toe.
0: Well, and also, no, she finds out she's in town, and she knows she doesn't come in town unless she has a reason. That's true. So she follows her, and then she sits at a a table in a fancy restaurant, watching her eat while eating bread, and doesn't have any money. And then a woman with a bodyguard comes in, and Lady Shiva explodes into action. And then the yeah, two- like
1: a royal from somewhere. Yeah,
0: well, whatever. And she takes out the bodyguards and goes to kill. And right before she's about to kill the lady, that's when Cassandra responds and attacks, and then they have a fight. Cassandra gets her ass just beat down and is left what well, she thinks she she's laying in the back and the they get kicked into that she kicks her into the kitchen and she's laying there and she thinks she's gonna die and she says here it is the killing in her head her thought bubble is here's the killing blow and then she wakes up in an ambulance topless uh broken ribs broken shoulder etc etc but by top she's she they've wrapped her so but she because at one point she says well, where's my top because she grabs the Ambulance driver and escapes out of it and takes his jacket and the pearls. She left her a pearl bracelet and she goes out to find Lady Shiva. Yeah. And she does. And they they have a big f- argument because Lady Shiva says, you you were holding back. You have no defense. I, I came here. The reason I came here was Lady Shiva goes out and uh, finds people that she thinks are worthy and they have death matches. So she, that's what I was going to say. Yes, Fight to the death. Yes. So she actually came looking... She. That's why she, she was in Gotham to find Cassandra. That's why she She explains that she. if she had wanted to kill that woman, she would have killed her. There was nothing Cassandra could have done to stop her. She just attacked the bodyguards because she knew what she was, that she wasn't going to instigate anything with her unless she was doing something bad. And then she told her she's not worthy, and someday she might be, but she has absolutely no defense, and that... Eventually, that she, it would, yeah, it's the whole, she, you're just not worthy of my time and give me my, take, take, take the pearls, take my pearls in, in your broken, in, in the hand with the broken shoulder and give them to me. And so she puts them in her broken hand, reaches out with it because. Doesn't Shiva say you can't even you can't even touch me? Lift your arm. You, you, you can't even lift your arm. You can't even touch me. So she holds it out, and while while she's there, you don't see the punch, do you? You just see Shiva go down, and it, it's one of those because you've also seen her do that at times earlier than that. You never you don't necessarily always see Batgirl punch somebody. All you see is the the results they do that. So it's that that's how fast she is. So she was there, and she. She knocks her out, leaves the pearls. Kind of sucker punches her. Oh, completely sucker punches her. But you know what? Later when Shiva is being bitchy about it, that's bullshit. She got popped. She should have known better. She made her put it in a damn broken arm and wasn't ready to fuck it. Because you see the grimace of pain and the absolute sheer agony Cassandra is when she punched her with that broken arm. So, when they're
1: fighting to the death when when Lady Shiva is fighting people to the death do they like use like winter rules or like greco Greco-roman wrestling rules to to govern how they enter no I bet you I'm gonna go venture that everything's on the table sucker yeah. punches you know fighting dirty yes it's
0: they're, they're not they're not doing the Marcus of Queensberry rules
1: uh, yeah there you go the Queens the Queen's boxing fisticuff rules from circa 1893
0: yes so I I was amused by that so she goes. She's she's laid up for a while so time passes she's back to training with who's it what's it Batman and she finally asks him how long and he goes well how long for what how long until I can go how, how long and he says no i'm sorry he, he says how long and he goes a year you'll be ready to, you'll be ready to wear the suit again in a year and she looks maybe. at him yeah maybe and she looks at him no how long till i'm better than you and he goes 10 years 10 years and she does not like that So she puts the word out to one of the things she found when she was fighting Lady Shiva was she does the same thing defensively. She reads as well as Cassandra did. She knew what Cassandra was going to do before Cassandra did it because she could read the body language. That's how she fights. So she gets in touch with Lady Shiva. She shows up and Lady Shiva attacks her, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing and she's finally like, "Wait, wait." And she stops cuz lady lady she was like, "You're not worthy. You're still I thought you were ready. It you're not worthy. You're still one of her other problems was she holds back. She said when they were fighting originally, there were multiple times where you had the you had an opportunity Not that it would have worked, but the idea being, not that it would have worked, but she didn't even try the killing blows or the maiming blows that she knows she can do. She just didn't try them. And so you have that. She explains to her that, no, she sees what she can do, and she used to be able to do that, and she wants her to teach her.
1: I don't. Okay, so you. I read this right away after the last one. How is it that Cassandra goes back to her pre meeting her her pre stat her pre meeting the psychic status? Is it is does Lady Shiva do that for her? How does that? I forget. Well, that's that's because they didn't
0: show anything during that conversation. During that conversation, Lady Shiva tells her that she can she can give it back to her. She can make her know how to do that again.
1: That's right. And the deal is but a year from there. A year okay. from
0: there, they are going to fight to the death, and she is not to hold back. And Cassandra pauses, and she's thinking: Does she want to be perfect? The idea is: Should can I be? I won't kill her because I don't kill. Because she's told her that I don't kill. Do I do I want to be perfect for a year, or do I want to maybe never be this and be dead because I won't kill her? And she decides to, and basically, and the, she they agree to it. And then the next scene, she's telling Batman, "Let's go again." And then she whips Batman's ass, and she's back out <coughs> on the street. Yeah, so,
1: it's the whole she'd she'd rather be just for one year, you know, the best there ever was, mm-hmm. than live a, I guess in her mind, a life of mediocrity. Yeah, and knows that she's not going to try to kill Lady Shiva in a year; she's going to die. Yeah, when she confronts Lady, but she'd rather do that. Then live the way she is at that time, yeah. which is just kind of sad. And and so you got that, of course, to build up to for gosh knows how many issues that that, that this is coming.
0: Well, it's in volume two. Okay. Oh, okay. Shoot. Yeah. That that comes in. Well, it's a year and a year later and a comic book is 12 issues. If they're doing it. I I, thought maybe
1: they stretched that out.
0: They they do and they don't, but it, it doesn't end up so... We I we left. There was a there was a scene when the guy that she was trying to rescue gets murdered. She sort of kills the guy that did it because yeah he he attacked him and or at least one of the and what she does is she's beating him ridiculously and Batman is watching it and then she hits him with a killing blow in the chest. She stops his heart and Batman and she's counting or she's waiting and Batman is coming and she holds her hand up and tells him to stop. And after a, a, a minute or two, she she brings him back to life. So he, she didn't really kill him, but she if she hadn't, then saved him. So she knows a technique to kill someone and bring them back. Which I could spoil some stuff, but that that was. If it. You, wanna, oh, y- 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 you want to, go You want that's what Lady Shiva does to her gotcha. at the end of the fight because okay. they have a massive massive fight, and then Lady Shiva kills her, but then brings her back.
1: Interesting. Yeah, okay.
0: and I don't know. If th- I don't know if it's the same blow, but it's the same. It's the same, it's a really good, and it, it's foreshadowed like that, which I thought was great. I love, I love it when, and, and I don't know that I remembered, since I've read, I'd read all this before, I have read the second volume. I didn't, when I read the second volume, I didn't necessarily put it together with what happened here. But now rereading the first volume, remembering what goes on in the second volume, I go, oh, wait, there's some, there's some little, that that's one of the joys of rereading some of this stuff sometimes is you see this. Oh, wow, they were they were planting the seeds back here. This is really good yeah. foreshadowing, or at least let's show you how this works. Just like when I watched last night, I rewatched the first season, uh, the first episode of the first season of The Boys. Oh. Yeah, and the creepy invisible guy being in the bathroom in one of the scenes, and then later he was again in the bathroom or wandering around naked and he saw him plant the bug so i'm like oh yeah they brought that out there so it wouldn't be weird that they discovered it that he discovered it we, we already know it. he was a creepy little pervert
1: yeah so and then so that that all happens there's a there's a maybe one issue where little arc where there's a guy that's being let go from his job and it's sad and tough to watch. And he goes to beg for his job back from his, from him, from his female boss that he's escorted out. Then he's stalking her at her car on the street. And Cassandra's there. Cassandra's there. Mm-hmm. And intercedes. And going back to what you said about Batman saying, no supers, she's laying everything on this dude. And I'm confused for a second. Cause I'm like, why can that, what's going on? It turns out this guy's super powered. Doesn't know it. And, doesn't he doesn't know it? Yes. she doesn't know it. He kills the lady, and well, he he tries to kill himself and can't. And then he tries to kill himself and it doesn't work because he's you know he's one of those guys that can't be killed and and you know bullets don't hurt him. So I, it was it was just a I'm gonna say weird. It, it was just a little self contained thing in the middle of all this other stuff. Which of course they had to move on from the the Lady Shiva thing, but. It made me think of some imposter syndrome stuff because this guy at the end is saying how he never fit that. His boss knew that he couldn't do the job and every day that he could be there was a gift and she took it away from him and he just goes off the rails. Well, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, t-
0: typical male.
1: Well, not everybody goes to oh, their boss when they're fired. I know, I know. I, that was a, yeah, I know. That was a
0: horrible... There was also... That was not the super... The, the powered individual, the metahuman I was talking about. There was another one where they're trying to rescue someone and a metahuman is part of the group that is attacking. Oh, yeah. They they're beating they they're beating up all the regulars. And then all of a sudden this one comes in and Batman says, "No, you take them. I have him. You stay away from that." But then it turns out that are they rescuing a little girl?
1: I don't remember now. They're rescuing I a little girl. It has about. to be a yeah. little girl.
0: And he t- says, "You take her, rescue her and then It turns out that the guy comes after her and she beats him because he can't lay a hand on her. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. She just can't, he he can't. So she's able to take on a meta that can't touch her. And I think she draws him in front of a train and gets him hit by a train. Yeah, it was, it was a good scene showing how adept she is because of when she has that ability, she's an amazing fighter. I, I can spoil something else to you later. Okay, that, fine. Because this is later, later on, you learn that she's actually Lady Shiva's daughter.
1: I, I was going to ask about that because of their, you know, what they have in common. Yes. and
0: Well, Lady uh, Shiva also mentions that, she, that the coloring, she reminds her of her. She she said some stuff about that. Yeah. The way you move reminds me of you. So, yeah, she's actually
1: the daughter of Lady Shiva. Okay. And Really well done. I, I did enjoy it. Oh, the, the last arc is the young Indian, like this country, India, Indian. That like was juvenile just a, yeah. That actor. was just a
0: weird. That was just a weird little story. I, it was enjoyable, but it was just, it was just, no, yeah. It was kind of completely different from all this, except we're dealing with orphans. So, so I guess okay. Now I'm combining themes, getting it a little more. But it was about a Indian, as you were saying, from India. Child actor. A child actor who disappears. Uh, he, had, uh, We find out he was an untouchable, and basically someone didn't like the fact that he was going to be these super famous, because we find that out because his parents are hiding out. They, they don't have servants, and they, they are using his money that he gave them to live nicely, but they're still untouchables, and they find out this guy killed him, but the person helping them along the way... Is a special effects actor. I got a big when it first started. I was like, Oh my god, they're doing a whole Mysterio thing because it's just, they. But it it's an actual actor. But it turns out they're a shapeshifter, and yeah. most of that story was about their background and, and an Untouchable and wanted, yes, an, yes, yes, and an Untouchable. So it was it was a really it honestly it was a great great story, but it just seemed just this huge. Different yeah, th- swing. It was just, it was just weird on that. Do you think that was the annual?
1: I, I'm well. I think it was at least one or two or three issues, okay. I mean, maybe it ended in the annual. I'm not sure. No, they don't. They don't tend to end an arc in an annual. No, I I don't, I don't know. It was. Maybe it was just the one issue in the annual. That, that was, if there's any criticism I have. Look, it was really well done. I, I, we haven't mentioned it yet. The writing was done by Kelly Puckett and Scott Peterson. The art, at least at the beginning, was by Damian Scott and Robert Campanella. And then at the very end, Chuck Dixon, it looks like, takes over. Longtime Nightwing writer from back in the day. Takes over on the on the book. If, if I had one criticism of this whole thing, is it is a little... And look, it's issue to issue. So, you know, kind of good that you can pick it up and just start a comic from, from that issue. The, the one where the super powered guy gets fired from his job that little arc is just kind of there mm-hmm. and then gone and then and you don't i don't know if later on in this series you ever we ever encounter that dude again that's superpower i, that don't, superpa- I uh, don't remember and then the one about the indian child actor is just kind of stark and and there and then if i feel like they're done with it i don't know if they go back and the shapeshifters ever revisited either, which again happens. It was just, it, it didn't, it didn't seem to be contributing to the overall arc of, of Cassandra Kane Maybe it did and I just didn't pick up on it. That's the way
0: comic books used to be. They didn't used to do arcs. They used to do just every issue was a standalone kind of thing. Episodic. It was like, it was like old, old TV episode. Each one was its own individual episode. The season didn't have an overarching arc to it, even So it was just this, 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 and you could pretty much watch any single one.
1: Like Star Trek, the original series. Exactly.
0: Exactly. That's every, everything was like that. So comic books were like that. And I have noticed that a lot of the Bat family comic books will do that. When I've read some of the other stuff, they will sometimes, they just have, hey, let's just have this issue. Which is, again, it's not that bad because you can really... You can really get into what's going on on that issue. You can do a really good short story in it without having to worry about, hey, how is this going to expand? How is this going to affect the rest of it? And and I think it works really well. But that's I, a good,
1: that's a very good point.
0: I I do, I really did like as I said last. Pod, when when I brought this up, I really do like this comic because it. I like the character. I was very upset when they did when they did rebirth or one of the rebirths, and they got rid of her. And this isn't canon anymore, which is fine. But they they're doing different things with her, and I haven't read those, and I need to because I love this character. I I would like to see what they've they they've done differently with her. But this in particular, this is a great character to me.
1: Oh, really? See, um, and I didn't know that that they. God, you know, well, that's a whole other thing. Well, every the whole every 40, New Fifty Two Rebirth, whatever. Yeah,
0: well, the New Fifty Two was one thing, and then the Rebirth. They, they, I mean, they they just they just keep rebooting DC over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody does it, and the big the, not, that and the big not, events.
0: Not the way, not the way DC does it.
1: We're go to that's a go to thing, I understand, man.
0: Understand, but we are still in the same continuity of the Six One Six as we have been from the beginning. Weird things happen but they've happened now that the characters have recovered from them sometimes in ways that they shouldn't have recovered from them because good god you died anyway yeah so and we'll get into that 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 you died in x factor in x factor
1: yeah that was great okay oh, that
0: was awful we, we disagree Girl, the on, way she deals with it yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just which is actually not an illogical way to deal with it in the in a I get it, and I love that Peter David did that. Anyway, we're way we we've totally jumped to the next, which is fine.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, do you want to, or yeah, is there any? Do you have no. any other notes on on bad um, bad girl? Oh, I, I do have one note because Julie always points this out because this drives her crazy. Although in this instance, I think you said Cassandra. Cassandra, do you say Cassandra? Or Cassandra.
0: I which, I go back and forth. Which part of Charles does not pronounce things correctly? Have you not understood? I've, I okay. think I've mentioned this on every podcast we've
1: done. My lovely wife, sometimes she does watch stuff with me. And w- when we were watching Supergirl, she points out Supergirl is not a girl. She's an adult woman. Why isn't she Superwoman? And it drives yes. her insane. Now, in this instance, I think Cassandra is 17. So, you know, pass on that. But I, that's just one of the things. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I remember it being a big deal when Invisible Girl started being referred to and called Invisible Woman. Uh-huh. It, but that was until the freaking 80s. Uh, so anyways, I, th- that's my one last note that I wanted to throw out there.
0: Yes. Yes. Batgirl was developed for the television show in the 60s, and she was Batgirl, even though the young lady that played her was well in her 20s. Well, maybe maybe not well in her 20s, but I mean, she was not a girl. Cassandra Cain is a girl. Barbara Gordon, in the comic books when she starts, was a girl. Uh, they, they have, from a long time, had a Batwoman character who is a yeah. woman. Unfortunately, they age out, but they still keep the... They still keep the thing. Supergirl, when she first arrives, is actually a teenager.
1: Back way when, yeah. Yeah, I think back way when the show. it yeah.
0: in the show, they honest to God should have renamed it. They didn't, and they had that whole speech from what's her name? Allie McBeal's character.
1: Oh yeah. Gant Grant. Yeah. No, something Grant.
0: Yes. She she says, Well, what's wrong? Because she's confronted by Kara, who goes, Well, what's wrong with being a girl? I'm a girl i do and it's just it's like okay yeah but it, it was nice it was you trying to defend it and the reason she was supergirl is because that was the name of the character that was established a long 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 time ago so we're not changing that name and and we'll say that it's okay to be a girl what's so that Hop, actress's name again that Hop, played
1: the grant character Allie McBeal. that's that's a character from another you okay you're cracking yourself up again i love it when you crack yourself up you just yeah calissa Flockhart is that, that is, her name that is correct Every time I see her, I do think of Alan McBeal because I did watch that back in the day when I was in law school, mm-hmm. or, or so. And I always think of that weird dancing baby thing, and it just creeps me the you know what out. So because uh, that was just weird. Anyways, that, I don't know that tangent. I'm gonna start sending uh, you gifs of that. Oh, I just I or just if, asked or, for that one.
0: Or if you want to, I'll send you gifs. Okay,
1: sure. I say I say gifs. Hard G. I think okay. and I, who cares? I I don't. I don't. I think the G is silent. Just ifs. <laughs> it's ifs. Uh okay. Well, so that was look, Bad Girl, Great, and then I suggested we read what was called X-Factor as the first volume of Hoopla ended up being this limited series called Madrix about Jamie Madrix the multiple man that then led into a 12-issue run of X-Factor X-Factor Investigations. It was my suggestion. I suggested it because I read it back in the day, and I don't know how far I got into this run, which is a very long run. Peter David, apparently the writer, is doesn't awesome. do short. Does is awesome, but doesn't do short stints on books.
0: well, no, you you don't you don't hire him to do a short stint on books. You hire him to do a deep dive full of awesomeness.
1: And, and he had polarity. a long, He did a long run on Incredible Hulk, which is really good. If way not way before this, but before this, well. I want to say in the 90s, firmly in the 90s. But anyways, so as my suggestion, Peter David, the writer, I'm curious. I think I already know what you think, or let's let's go. I loved it. I absolutely loved
0: it. And you told me pre-show chatter that you kind of figured I would like it because it is noir, and they call it noir. Madrix talks about it being noir. He talks about not. it, It opens. He is. He has an agency. He has a detective agency called, wait for it triple x investigations and i immediately i immediately thought about the sex investigators from preacher oh there you go i mean i was like what what, what?" and then the jokes happened because his friends in it kept saying what sounds like you're investigating the pornographic industry and i'm like no it sounds like i i mean the jokes just it's like really triple x investigations that that's awesome you didn't think that through exactly and and do, to explain Madrix, Madrix is um, the multiple man. He, Correct. If you hit him, he he becomes a duplicate. And the more Which you they hit, call dupes. They call dupes. And the more you hit him, the more dupes you have. And each one is him. But as you find out throughout this, there are there are more distilled aspects of his personality. It's almost like he's breaking off. And we learn in this episode <laughs> that uh. That he, I half did that on purpose because I realized what I was going to say, and I was just like, "Screw it." I know you
1: did. So That's he, why I half-assed the. Chicken. Yes, he,
0: he, he wants to do all these things, but he doesn't. He doesn't do much, but he's been sending duplicates out to learn how to learn how to do everything he wants to do one of the things that we find is he brings because when this first really realized this is a shaolin monk comes into his office yeah and then he enters him
1: or reabsorbs his duplicate
0: i said what i said
1: i know you did he uh, keeps y-
0: he keeps putting men inside him
1: you keep on finding out that J- Jamie, the, the, the primary, Jamie Madrick's multiple man, is incredibly indecisive. Yes. Like paralyzing so. And then you're right, when, when he when he splits off dupes, it seems like from, from this, rereading this first couple arcs, it's when whatever he's kind of thinking about or focused on at the time that the dupe, you know, it comes into existence is what... They kind of, their kind of thing is maybe. Yes. I don't know.
0: Well, it, 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 that has something to do with it. Yes. They, they definitely, when he's thinking about something, so if he wants to learn about how to be a Shaolin, Shaolin monk and know the mysteries of the Orient, he thinks about that and then hits himself against something and then sends that dupe out to learn all about it. And then when he absorbs him, is that better? You like absorb better? Sure. Okay. I, I prefer. When okay when he he then downloads the man inside him and, right. and gets all of all of his knowledge and it takes some time it disorients him matter of fact when the not a femme fatal but a Girl Friday appears originally in Maddox he's old friend of his shows up. He's yeah. kind of loopy because sometimes when it does it and he seems drunk and she thinks he's drunk and it's not, he hadn't had a thing to drink. But we find out also later, if he absorbs a dupe that's drunk, he's then drunk because the dupes, when he's, he's hit, they appear wearing exactly what he's wearing, holding what exactly what he's holding.
1: If he's handcuffed, they're handcuffed. If
0: he's handcuffed, they're handcuffed. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. I the, the um, whole idea. No.
1: It's actually take. This is what's awesome about writers like Peter David, I, and I think I'm going to give him a lot of obviously a lot of credit. Taking a character like Jamie Madrox that really up until this point I want to say very B-list, D-list X-Men character, and then just thinking thinking it through, like okay, let's 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 take a deep dive on Jamie Madrox. What can we do with this? And laying all the groundwork that you can see, this is going to go on for a while because there are so many little things laid out in these first turns out i think it was a five issue miniseries and then 12 issues for the start of x factor but there's a lot laid out
0: well especially since once we get through the five issues which basically what happens this whole thing is a very noir thing because he has a dupe show up and die that's been stabbed that's been stabbed and he absorbs him right yeah, right, he absorbs him he, before he dies, but he can't. Re- he can't really get all of the things because of the, the, the. I think because of the trauma, but he's got some ideas in his head. He knows he has to go to Chicago, and there's a woman, and there's a woman because it's it's noir. There's always a woman. Well, and he, it is. It's and so this, great him making all the jokes. Yes, this fu- this this original Madrix arc is just a pure noir movie. We, yeah. with with a little more jokes in it. I mean, femme fatale, you should have seen it coming kind of thing because it turns out the woman is the bad guy uh, that he had actually, his dupe had actually married, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah his, they're married. But it, he married this woman whose husband... Whose fiance is one of the top mob bosses in Chicago?
1: Like you do? Yeah. So yeah.
0: So it it, it it was it was just great. So so it, the whole the whole thing ends up that he comes to kill the mob boss. I loved this, by the way. He shoots him in the head with. And, well, we, we don't know. We, we. Oh yeah, we don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, I I, I I was building, but with a with a paintball gun. So so there's a bullet. It looks like a red paintball thing, and he collapses. The guy gets it. Well, you'll also he gets it, and then she turns into this what was she? She's just a
1: spider person. Thing. Yeah.
0: It was, it was disturbing, but then the mob boss kills, kills her because he realized what Madrix did. He wasn't coming to kill him. He was coming to do that. And I loved the, I loved the end because the mob boss is pointing a gun at him. And he says something along the lines of, I just did you a favor. And this is how you repay somebody who does you a favor. And, and the mob boss looks at him and goes, yeah, a lot of the time. And he's yeah. like, He's like, "All right, get the fuck out of here." <laughs> it's just, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, and also in that little, you know, there was a, I wrote it this down when I was rereading those. There's a there's a secondary story going on too because back backing up a little bit, mm-hmm. X Investigations, as it's originally called. You have Rain, and I forget her last name. She's uh, Wolf Spain from New Mutants back in the day. Her mutant powers she turns into a wolf at will, uh, werewolf kind of thing for all the furry and, lovers. And strong guy Guido. I forget his last name, Italian last name, strong guy is there, and they're kind of his... They're his muscle. Associates. They're his muscle. His muscle.
0: The the term is muscle.
1: So he he goes, primary Madrix, multiple man goes to Chicago. He leaves a dupe there. That dupe gets, somebody tries to kill him, and it's the same... Clay, that, that character that's also in Chicago, and I remember being confused for a while watching this, like, did I, and, and watching this, look at me doing yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And, and I'm confused for a second, and of course, at the very end, they tied it up nicely because He's that a, Clay character says, You're not the only one that can do what you do, buddy. Yeah. And kind of makes sense because it most, in the MC, in the 616, lots of telepaths, lots of people with telekinesis, yeah. lots of, you know, they're, they're they're, mutations, there are very few. There's
0: go- if it's a mutation, however, we find out later that this might, his might not be a mutation. This might or be a, a different, different type. Yeah, this is something that, yeah, a, a mutation is a mutation. So if there is a mutation, there's going to be more than one of that mutation.
1: Yeah, and, and just real quickly, the secondary story arc of the quadriplegic mutant having an affair with somebody named Kim, that's going on in tan, in 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 side by side with the Chicago thing, which is yes. really very, very episodic, by the way, where, you know, there's a lot of times two yeah, parallel storylines in a, in the, a show. A
0: story and the B story.
1: Right. And and so the the rain and 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 not really he's there strong guy is there but they find out about the, that and I'm not going to spoil it it was just fun it, and it, interesting it, and kind of sad too.
0: Yes, it is a really great tight opening arc for I I see why they did that and they're like, "You know, maybe we'll do X-Factor."
1: Yeah. Oh, it, oh real fast in the unfortunate, you know, you meet this reporter in Chicago Stringer, who at first Jamie thinks is the guy behind trying to kill all the mob bosses in Chicago and then of course it turns out to be the the femme fatale. Of course it does. Right? Uh, so, and, and there's a lot of self-deprecating humor and just making fun of noir and you have that one scene, panel scene, where he says, "There's he, he's in Chicago when Stringer's getting beat up, and he references out loud to the to guys beating up the reporter. Oh, this is so, you know, film noir, and and the guy, one of the heavies, uh, muscle that's beating up the reporter is like, and they even spell it N W A R. is like, what is noir? And then one of the other guys is like, gives this very nice, you know, Synopsis definition. Of blood, yes, <laughs> and the guy you like, moron, shut, shut up. <laughs> uh, that, but yeah, it was that was hilarious." So, yeah, it's there's so many things like that that are just, again, pretty funny and well done. Yes. I yes, I would say um, that as well. Then, what do you have? Oh, the, the next, I guess the next arc, we really get into, they introduce a couple new characters when they start X-Factor Investigations. They rename it, by the way. They finally convince Jamie triple x is stupid let's just go with a a tried and true classic x factor and call it x factor investigations they're also headquartered in quote-unquote mutant town a section of new york and i think if i'm reading this right and reading the little things that were inserted in between the introductory mini series and then the start of the series series x factor Yes, that's when House of M happened. Yes. Has happened. That's when the decim- uh, decimation and only ten percent of mutants are left.
0: And, and, and as as they pointed out, that's not what a decim- decimation means. Removing one of ten. This is not. Yeah. Not not, not removing leaving ten percent. That's not what decimation means.
1: Yeah, it makes it. But it, it, yeah, I'd never thought of that. But the well, the no, they the they, they said
0: that they said that in the. No. Th- yeah, I know. Th- they I made know. that comment, and I. Well, decimation came about. That was actually a punishment for a legion of cowardice. They would line up the entire legion on a bridge, oh. and they would walk down and push. One every tenth legionnaire would be dropped into the river in their armor to die. Okay, that's decimation. Wow. It, it was a pun, it was a legion punishment. Harsh. Yes.
1: Oh, so the so that's when we so the house of M has happened and. You know, you know, famously, although not widely known at this point, that's when Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch. Alter, you know reality altering powers yes. that she has, even in the 616 first makes a, a world where mutants are, are dominant and then to fix that goes no more mutants, but doesn't kill doesn't eliminate all the mutants ta- doesn't make them cease to exist just takes away the vast majority of mutants powers and then you got X factor dealing with the aftermath at least in mutant town and around them. And you also get introduced to Teresa, which is siren. Which is Banshee, the former X the the X Men's daughter that has the, you know, sonic scream thing. And you get what's her name? Monet Saint Croix. Who I had never heard of before, but is incredibly powered. Yeah,
0: I, I would like, like a, I would like a power list on her because she seems to be able to fly and be bulletproof and strong. be rich. And she's the psychic. I, I learned later she was the daughter yeah, she's psychic. She's the daughter of an ambassador so she travels in she she circles i don't think that that doesn't come up in this volume but i reading volume two i i learned some of this stuff yeah no it's just it's like wait what the hell so
1: yeah and then you're introduced to richter who was also from back in the 80s his power was you know being able to make the earth move and he's lost his powers and he's dealing with that and you're introduced to him thinking about ending it all and jamie sends one of his dupes that he thinks is going to help him and the dupe is doing a really good job of talk, literally talking him off the ledge and then just pushes him off the ledge because that dupe is actually an ass that thinks, you know what, what is he's, the point of anything?
0: He's No, that dupe explained it. He, yeah, he does. He is the person that does all the things you think but don't do in Jamie. He is, and they say it because it's a comic book, he is the X Factor. That's right.
1: You're absolutely yes. right. You're absolutely right. And the, and the series starts, God, I think it's the very first... P- You know pages of the series teresa's with a client because it's x-factor investigations that's turning over some documents that gets killed and and siren teresa tracks them down and sit and and this person that just killed their client that was going to turn over some stuff on what you find out to be singularity investigations Mm -hmm. instead of this person being taken prisoner or you know apprehended by siren kills herself in the middle of the street and that's where this starts And it's kind of shocking that it's right after Richter, I should say. The person kills
0: themselves.
1: So this person kills Victoria, the client, in the the little bar. Remember?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. And then drives off. Siren pursues, is about to apprehend her. Mm -hmm. And and the lady has a gun and Siren says, please try. And instead of trying to kill Siren, the the lady, presumably working for Singularity Investigations, just puts the gun to the bottom of her chin oh i don't remember that okay yeah it's pretty shocking to start it off and then why i don't remember it and then you also okay one last so they introduce a bunch of new characters and this new ongoing thing with singularity investigations which we don't have to get into the specifics because it's good to read but then you get layla miller which is just a great character um did you did you watch house of
0: watch fuck did you read house of M?
1: I did, and I don't really remember Layla that much. I do a little bit, but I didn't remember. Oh, man, she, was, she
0: is she's instrumental to House of that's what I th- I, okay. I, I kind of remember that, but I, okay. it's, just, it's Le- been a while Le- since Layla House Miller of Miller is about a 14, 15-year-old girl, 13, 12, 13. She's young, but not too young. I would say 14 or 15. Yeah, 13 to 15, let's Yeah, say. somewhere in there. And she shows up, because what we find out is after... The stuff that went on with, first, what Madrix did with his thing, and then when House of M took over, it happened, and then No More Mutants. He ended up buying the building that he had his office in and bringing people in and starting X-Factor into a big, more big concern. Their main thing that they're looking into is the decimation. That That is the whole kind right. of idea behind it, is they want to find out what happened, and they want to find out if they can bring back powers to... The mutants that have lost them. The whole time this is going on, we have Maximoff, who actually knows completely and totally what happened. He's, Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver. He has gone through a whole... He lost his powers. He stole a bunch of Terrigen mist. One your a, favorite
1: group, the Inhumans. I,
0: no one's favorite group. You, you, you did, you did what? Did you watch the first episode of Miss Marvel? Yes. So you know that even they are done with Inhumans. Because Miss Marvel is not an Inhuman.
1: I, I, I got you. But they also yeah. were trying to tie her more into the Captain Marvel. Because yeah, no, she's going to be part of that. I loved it. I'll
0: just say that. We, we to talk yeah, about me it, too. I, yeah. I really did too. Yeah. So where was I? Oh, he shows up. He's stolen mist. They find out that a Terrigen mist will actually do stuff for a mutant. And give them some kind of... So he has time jumping powers. And he also is a tangential thing. He is able to sort of give mutants back their powers by touching them and unfortunately yes sorry uh sometimes it has very 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 bad things happen to the person he gave it back and he's basically he's decided he is some sort of messiah figure that if they're worthy of having their powers then they won't have those bad things and he is insane they call him evil and they're saying oh now and he thinks he's not but what what is evil he's just doing what he's supposed to be what he was put on this earth to do. My funny thing is, Quicksilver has always been borderline evil. I I mean he was a bad guy to start. Yeah, even even when he's an Avenger, he's borderline evil. I mean he keeps going back to his daddy trying to impress his daddy by doing horrible things with the Brotherhood of Mutants. I did drop the evil part.
1: But Yeah. Well it's classic bad guy stuff, right? The bad guy the good bad guys in 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 fiction and especially in comic books, but probably all fiction they don't think they're the bad guy. They think they're 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 the hero in their own story. Well, they're doing good. We're all the hero of our own story. Right. Right. So no, good. You were you were on a roll there. So yeah, he he sets up camp in Mutant Town. Yes. Piotr.
0: Yeah, and he he really he's it he's somehow intrigued by Richter. He he really he really likes Richter
1: because he thinks he can give him back his powers too. Yeah, and but. A,
0: but Richter is kind of afraid of that because he's afraid of what might happen. Although he really wants his powers back, because he's—I mean—he was suicidal about it.
1: And Then, God, I didn't—I—I I need to reread House of Him uh, because I did read it, but God, I—I I for some reason do not remember that well. I know Layla's in it. You find out. Well, speaking of Quicksilver, Pietro Maximoff, as opposed to his. You know, wanting to take care of Richter, he doesn't care for Layla very much. No, uh, they have a couple of interactions that are pretty funny, and she is just the the Lay- it's just great writing. She, the- she
0: she knows things. That's how she introduces. Her. Well, who are you? I'm Layla Miller. I know things, and she's Awesome. You find out. In in House of M, she's the catalyst. She's the one that knows what's going on. Now, uh, it starts, and she has the ability to awaken people. Because the only one that knew what was going on originally was Wolverine. Was Wolverine? Wolverine. It happens, and all of a sudden, Wolverine is living this completely different life where he's part of a shield team that hunts down superheroes that are not mutants. And some of the I read the first thing I read of that is actually. Believe it or not, and you're gonna not you're gonna be shocked at this. It was the Spider-Man arc that they did in House. Shut of the
1: a- front door. <laughs> I don't believe you. You would start that, but I read. Wow, that's so out of bounds for you. Go ahead.
0: So, so they find Wolverine. Eventually, finds Layla Miller, and she has the ability to kind of like his ability to touch people and give them back their mutant powers. She can touch them and give them back their memories from the original reality. And they do that, and they form a team, and then they manage to get to. Scarlet Witch, get her to put everything back, but then she no more mutants it. And throughout this whole thing, those of us in the know know that everyone that was involved in that are the ones that know what happened and what the decimation was. So... Except I swear to God, it's all the mutants that were there and Spider-Man. And I'm sure they wiped Spider-Man's memory because that's what they do to Spider-Man with this mutant crap. Hey, you're involved in this. I, and I don't even know that for sure. But I'm remembering back to that two,
1: exactly. two
0: issue arc that you made me read.
1: That Colin C- Gath and that yes. uh, Uncanny X-Men arc where at the end, he's the one that's getting tortured. And it's like, oh, Spidey's not going to remember any of this because uh, he wasn't in the room at the end.
0: Because it didn't happen, but all of y'all will remember it. But not Spider-Man. But you know what? It's probably good since they literally crucified him that he does not yeah, remember it. I mean did. that 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 one is probably. But again, I don't know if I don't know if they wiped his memory on this one. But I I think it would be funny if they did just based on that. So they're trying to find it out, and that's one of the things that. Going through this battle with Singularity, they've let them know that maybe it's not us that did this. Because Okay, so the whole thing that's going on is the Singularity is trying to get to a certain future and Layla Miller is trying to get to a certain future. And the future is changing. Singularity is watching the future change even though they think they're doing the right thing. And they don't get why it's changing and they think it's X-Factor. Layla Miller also thinks that the future she's trying to get to is not necessarily going right, but she's working to do that but doing it in, in in different ways by knowing things and making a phone call here. So that's that's what's fun with her. Is she'll, she'll make a phone call or she'll say, hey, you don't want to answer. I love the, you're going to want to answer that or you're not going to want to answer that. And they, I mean, they answer the damn phone no matter what, but it's the, which way is this going to go?
1: Well, then the whole weight on Layla is interesting and kind of monumental and, and probably a lot for a young teenage person to deal with because there's one point where remember siren teresa gets clubbed and then is taken hostage by that one crazy dude in the theater and everybody kind of points out hey Layla, uh do you know that was going to happen and she's like it had to happen yeah but I, she I, let it happen i
0: didn't i didn't know exactly what happened but yes I, I i knew something bad bad was going to happen i do i i am amused by the her telling madrix on more than one occasion that they're going to be married um, yep. And at one point, she tells she, something comes up, and she says, "Well, no, I'm saving myself for our, our wedding night."
1: No, because well, cause at some point, that, during all this arc, the the superhero registration act happens, and the civil war is happening. Yes, the original civil war in the comics, Cap versus Iron Man, and of course, not of course, it takes a little while, but Jamie Madrox and X factors against it. He makes his big public statement. He celebrates. And then the next. This is kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but it's a funny, it's a funny, you know, no, set we, of pages because he is drunk. He's bumped into a couple things. Apparently, I think one dupe slept with Siren, and one dupe slept with Monet Saint Croix. Or he? Who, what?
0: A, uh, well, because I kept reading. Or the same dupe? I kept, nope.
1: Go ahead.
0: All right. So he and now he thinks because we, we we he talks about the at one point about the the whole sex thing, and he he thinks both he's had an enormous amount of sex and very little sex because memory works. He memor- he remembers everything that the dupes have done. So a lot of the dupes go out and have sex, and then he remembers it, and he doesn't know if he had it or they had it. So it's a, it's a weird thing. He thinks what happened is he got drunk. That happened. He thinks he had sex with one, and the dupe had sex with the other. At other times, he thinks maybe that he had more than one dupe that both had. But So and there's more to this the volume two opens up with everyone talking to samson the Doc samson doc samson the psychologist in the 616 for superheroes so it's and they get into all of this thing and quite frankly it's it's so much fun i i'm going to keep reading it later today anyway beyond the point so yeah the but the the i'm saving myself for what and he, he's I, like, and he's
1: like jeez louise come on you're, you're 13 yeah. cre- that would who would that not i mean that, i guess there's some people that would not yeah, creep out but, down, but, but that's that,
0: creepy it was creepy when she keeps saying things like that it, yes. and i'm reading it going oh no no no, no. that's
1: well and the singular so the singularity investigations people there's a guy named trip is it I trip his first name no the the the, no, the I, guy's I'm lead sorry. is just, that
0: was a i, I apologize that was yeah. that's a character from powers Trip Hammer. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. That's all right.
1: I was having... It's Trip. I forget Trip something. Anyways, but you find out that the the leader of Singularity Investigations is incredibly old and lives in multiple time space at the same time. Right now, there's three of them in in action, and one's very, very old. And it's cool and weird. And I'm not going to... I don't necessarily want to try to explain it all because Peter David is a great writer and does a very good job of it. But but it's 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 really cool and funky, and you find out Jamie Madrix's or Jamie origin, and that that much like this trip guy, Jamie had his powers. From birth. from birth, they talk about the fact that when the when the doctor slapped his butt when he came out, that's when his he first had a duplicate, which is not generally how mutants, you know, yeah. mutants it's in adolescence and puberty right. and all that. So he's he he right off the bat, he's he's a different type of mutant, if in fact that's what he is. And it's kind yeah. of it's so cool.
0: It 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 was cool. It, it was it was really interesting. It just it's really an amazing comic. Like I said, I'm already reading. The next volume, I've got the second volume of Batgirl queued up to read because nice. we, we did good with this set. I, yeah. I would highly recommend everybody get Hoopla and
1: read these comic books. They, they were both, uh, thank you for uh, liking. I, I'm, I'm not, thank you. I, I'm glad you liked my recommendation. Oh, I, no, no, I, no, I, I, I thought of you and I had this in my back pocket for a while.
0: Okay. Okay. You, you, you want to know how good this was? I'm irritated mm. I hadn't read it before and I didn't suggest it to you. Ooh. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Because if I had if I had found this and talked myself into reading it, I would have immediately suggested it. i have been, nope, this is the one. I and I might can't... have I might have just hung with, hey, let's read this Madrix arc. I'm yeah, glad we read the rest of it, but just it was a good lord, okay, we have a five day turnaround. Yeah, now, we had a seven we had a seven day turnaround. But It I, was a lot. I was like, oh man. I I legitimately read all of this in about a day and a half. Cause, yeah, me, me too. Because I was well, I mean, Thursday night I didn't get as much reading done as I wanted because it was we had to watch the insurrection. Yeah, stuff. I watched that. Yeah, yeah. so that was that was two hours hunk. Then there was then there were finals games on. I mean, it was a busy week.
1: Yeah, and I actually watched the oh, NBA yeah. finals game on Monday night. Oh yeah, or Monday then,
0: night. Then there was the editing of the podcast that I was doing as well. Oh I d- yeah, that's right. I did. I did get that done pretty. I just hammered my way through it i think on wednesday i finished it wednesday because i knew thursday i had a two-hour chunk that i was going to watch obviously of the january 6 hearing so i know i this is this is boring for our listeners
1: well and just to and i'm not trying to rush this and wrap it up no. but a couple other a couple other things I, I noted i there's also the end arc with that per, that professor dr buchanan that's sad and you know as you find out guido's been brainwashed Oh, that you was know,
0: that right there. So
1: that's probably what they're dealing with with Doc Sampson. I don't remember, that, but I remember this that has got to be something. Guido,
0: Guido is Guido is definitely dealing with that. So Guido is removed. They, the, a guy, a, a psychologist that works for the Singularity people sends his wife away. He goes to meet them and he tells them he has all of the information they need on him on, on Singularity. And it, he's taken it and it's in his box. Safety, safety deposit safety box at a safety bank. Safety deposit box at a bank, and Guido's taking him there. He gets a phone call, and he talks for a second, and then he murders the guy. Then he shows back. And and, it's
1: Yeah. No, they very clearly, it's, it's a great reference. They say they Manchurian candidated him, or they did a Manchurian, yeah, Manchur, they, Manchurian candidate on him, when, or it's when, just on a, on a dime.
0: Yeah. When when they when they figure it out, they, they realize he was brainwashed. It, he was, quote, hypnotized, but he was brainwashed and it's terrible speaking of that he is he does talk to doc Sampson about that and doc Sampson, he because he, he he says you know what guido tells a story about when he was a kid he saw a hypnotist and the he talked to the being the kid that wanted to know things he talked to the hypnotist after the birthday party and he he said and the hypnotist said well you can't make somebody do something that they don't want to do and he's telling doc Ooh. Sampson that and doc Doc says, well, yeah, that's sort of true. However, what you had happened to you was more like brainwashing. You, you had no control over that. And you have to basically, the idea is well, you have to forgive yourself. So he and Wolf Girl... what's her name? Wolf Spain,
1: Rain is Rain. how I said R A H N E. That's,
0: that's right. Yeah, sure. There is a scene in volume two where they go to see the, the wife of the man he killed. And they explained to her what happened because they're about to find that because now they know all the... They they removed all the stuff from him. He's okay and he also knows what happened to the body so they anonymously tipped it. He wants to turn himself into the police. Guido wants to turn himself in. He did it. He wants to turn himself in. So they tell her this story and then she tells him that it is not his fault. It was the people of Singularity that did that and that him rotting in a cell doesn't help anybody ever and that she for, she forgives him but there's nothing to forgive because he basically because he didn't do it and it is it's one of those moments in comics where you're like oh my gosh and the whole time also the great part of this one of the great parts of this arc is this volume too which you should have you read that
1: i, I you know what i read a lot of this run okay. back when it you came sh- out but i need should, to reread i'm gonna keep you on should,
0: because because the, doc samson is telling madrix things that he should do and they're going superbly badly when he does. Whereas oh, I don't, no, I don't know if he told he told Guido to go tell her, and it worked out well. But I just loved that that it, it, the, the dichotomy of one guy doing something hard and it turning out wonderful, and the other guy doing something hard and it does not go well in any way whatsoever.
1: Awesome. Well, speaking of Mrs. Buchanan, the 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 widow now of uh-huh. the 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 you know, brainwashed Guido killed her husband. Speaking of Layla Miller, the way they save her, Layla calls all these pizza places. Oh, that's right. And causes a four-way intersection wreck between four pizza trucks that stops the van she's being transported in so that i forget if it's rain or who it is that goes and rescues her or, or, uh-huh. or banshee or or, yeah. or monet but I, I just love that that she oh, she's, you see her calling you see her calling and then the 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 guys in the van that are that have kidnapped uh mrs buchanan the the wife the wife of the scientists or whatever they're like oh there's you hear this crazy there's a four way there, there's a four four pizza Delivery guys get into a wreck in this intersection. We're stuck here for for an hour. And yeah, it's just great. Now, there's little things like that. Oh, the other thing that's really well done in this is there's obviously a lot of other stuff going on in the greater 616 or that has happened previously that's having ramifications on the series. And I feel like Peter David, at least in maybe the little inserts or throughout the series, you're dealing with House of M, you're dealing with the superhero registration act. They even talk about at one point in one of the little inserts, sometime around here is when Deadly Genesis happened where you find out that there was another team of mutants, Vulcan, Darwin... A couple others that were the first try at a new team of, of X-Men after the original lineup that died, presumably, but really didn't. And that's a really interesting story, too, by the way. that If you haven't read it, Ed Brubaker, I think, wrote it, who is a really good comic book writer. Did the Captain America, Death of Captain America thing back in the day and reintroduced Winter Soldier. They do a really good job of just dropping that little nugget in there. Like By the way, Cyclops is dealing with a lot of stuff because he comes in to let Siren know her dad died trying to save a plane full of people. And, and he knows Layla, and you can tell he knows Layla, and and then you find out later why, of course, because yeah. they all know her from well, House of Man.
0: Cyclops is hiding, hiding a massive secret. Because so so that that comes around, but that was what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah. Si- Siren refuses to believe her dad's dead, or if he is, no big deal. Well, yeah, you know. he's coming back. Well, who he, has as it? it goes on? Sometimes she's like, oh no, he's just he's just put he's just doing it on purpose to to make people. Think that and he'll be back, and I'm not going to waste my grief on this. I mean, it is full on fucking denial. Just, it's not even, it's not even, I can't believe this, I can't believe this. No, it's not, he ain't dead. He's, or if he is dead, he's coming back. I mean, come on.
1: Well, and you know, speaking of, if you're going to live in this universe, in this reality where lots of people die and lots of people, it doesn't stick. Yeah. Death, it, it, death it, it does
0: not stick. I mean, just talk to Ben Riley. Good. God, that dude. You don't know who Ben yeah. Reilly is, do you?
1: Uh, no, you're you're Superman. I mean, you're Superman. You're Spider-Man guy, Ben Reilly. Okay.
0: All right. I was just yeah. checking. It was a
1: Yeah, or Jean Grey. Or, uh, you know, there's I, I'm, I'm blanking, but it, it happens a lot in comic books. Surprise, surprise. People die, and they don't say dead. Shoot, uh, Bucky Barnes, uh, for example. Except uh, he didn't die. Well, but you thought he did. You know what I mean.
0: I mean, uh, Captain America. You Amer- thought he did. Did you see, Captain did you American- see the body? Cap- That's what I'm saying. You don't see the body, you don't die. I mean, Captain America, you saw the body, but ha ha ha, he was, he had already been kidnapped by scrolls, which we shall never speak of again. And he takes, he takes responsibility for the Civil War thing. It's like, wait a minute, but he was a scroll when he did the Civil War thing. Cause then they killed him. And then, or did they kidnap him? Did they kidnap him? When did they kidnap him? How long had he been a scroll? Maybe he was a scroll for a short time. We don't know these things. Ooh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he did do the Civil War stuff and cause it was very cap like. And then. They they grabbed him out later, right before he was assassinated. They had just replaced him. Oh man! Anyway,
1: sorry. No, that's fine. No, it, no. So I really enjoyed Siren, Teresa, Terry, whatever they. You know, she, she goes by many names. I just really liked her, like, like, cause, cause everybody's like kind of bracing for her finding out, and she just comes as like uh, everybody's you know got pins and needles, and she's like, hey, you all want to do uh, Chinese tonight? What are we thinking? Yeah. And and they're like, uh, yeah. your dad just died. She's like, yeah, no big, no yeah. big whoop. I just—it's so great. I really like Peter David. I'd forgotten how much I like this run, and like I said, I don't think I—it's—it's it's a fairly long run of issues. I forget exactly because they renumber it in the middle at some point. They go back to the original X Factor numbering, mm, fast, and it throws everything off. But it's—I want to say a hundred plus issues, all right, of a run that in, that he that he does on this with a bunch of different artists that I'm not going to try to because they change up artists for the the look stays pretty consistent but the artists change even in this from madrix to x-factor and this x-factor run there's a a few different artists but the 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 noir type take of the art is is similar throughout i feel like the kind of dark shaded stuff brian sook is is first on x-factor as the artist maybe he is on most of it never mind my oh no then it changes to dennis calero and Ryan so Ryan stuff keeps on doing the covers and then you got Renato Artem and Roy Allen Martinez doing art so yeah it, it, the artist arch the artists doing the actual pencils and, and inks changes a few times but the look I think says stays pretty consistent which is cool
0: yeah no the art is great it works really well for Noir uh if you notice it's a it's a lot like the art in both Jessica Jones and in Stumptown it is the same kind of. We're going to darken everything. Everything's going to be dark. We're going to we're we're going to make the characters instead of comic booky looking characters. We're just definitely going to make them look. They don't. It's not picture realistic, but it's more like what a person looks like.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and Hawkeye. Uh, uh, Hawkeye very similar yeah. to Hawkeye. Exactly.
0: Yeah. One of the. I I did love to, talking about the indecision of Matrix. There was a one of the dupes is talking about the fact that the. Madrix Prime indecision he mentions because he is always wearing the same outfit he says he has a closet full of the same clothes so he never has to decide on what to wear and sure enough he is almost always in this and it it's like a costume but it's it's a t-shirt with just this little multi it, it's like a number of like things on it that are the same thing over and over again in a pattern so to that's because he yeah
1: he doesn't want to make decisions man no he
0: he's he's very very incapable of making decisions
1: he avoids it at all costs uh, he is my spirit animal there yeah, i mean i remember i made me think of i grew up this sounds so snooty i went to catholic school private catholic school but we wore a uniform and i remember in hindsight because then i went to public high school and having to figure out what to wear i remember thinking eh, it was kind of nice not having to think about that yeah about having to you know, pick out something different every day or be worried about, oh, did I wear this earlier this week? Because I wouldn't think about that. I had a rotation of t-shirts I would just wear because I really didn't give a, you know, I didn't care. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, that was, that was funny. Because you can just, I can just pick, I don't know that we see it, but I can just picture his closet of like 10, or his drawer of just a you know, stack of T-shirts of all the same thing and and pants. Uh, any other big takeaways from this that no. you want to hit on before we kind of move on or start wrapping no. up, Mister
0: Mister Herring? No, that's that's about that's about all I had to say about it. Like I said, I really really liked it. I'm going to keep reading it. It's great. Yeah, it I, is-
1: I'm glad you I'm glad you liked it. Oh, the one other thing I just noticed on my that I kind of put a star next to you find out that the Infinity, you know, they want mutants not to come back and they were working, working on a new legacy virus mm-hmm. that would either kill all the mutants that were depowered, something bad. And yeah. you find out that's another string that they're going to tug on yeah. later on. So anyway, but no, I'm glad you liked it. I really liked uh, Batgirl. And I, I, if we're wrapping up, I did want to make a just let everybody know that, listen, last time, you know, our friend uh, James had emailed and as for suggestions, I went ahead even before the last podcast dropped. I texted him, Charles, and he immediately went out and bought Unbeatable Swirl Girl, Miss Marvel, Moon Girl, uh, and Devil Dinosaur. He, he I, I don't think I'm oversharing. He said Moon Girl was a little bit too too much for, her, but she loves Miss Marvel. Okay, like the, like she, there's a there's a one for kids that they I don't know if it's for kids, but she just just totally into Miss Marvel. He's Ms. Mar- uh, I think Marvel's reading,
0: amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and they've already watched the Disney Plus first episode of Ms. Marvel, that's, so I thought that was pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. I know they don't censor things in their household, but she probably shouldn't listen to our
1: podcast. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna listen. I think she would get so bored so fast. Oh well, yes. And, so I'm, and not, I drop, I'm not afraid of that. I, I
0: probably drop way too many f bombs in this thing. For
1: yeah, yeah. All right. So so any ideas of what you're gonna suggest we read next time, Well, sir?
0: but before we do that, you mentioned oh, okay. that we that that he had emailed us, and we do have oh. an email no <gasps> no 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 we have an email address that people can email uh, us settle down we uh, don't have a new email i know wah, wah. yeah i i apologize i didn't i didn't mean to pull you off sides on that but it's fun when it happens anyway uh, yeah that was more my fault Hav and charles talk comics at gmail.com Hav and charles talk comics at gmail.com is our email address please send us an email Hav gets very excited
1: i do which and is in awesome. the website the website is Hav and Charles. And Hav, I guess people should know J A V, Hav short for Javier. J A V and spelled out Charles.com is a website. It has everything. Way to email us, the podcasts that have dropped, etc. etc. Uh, my is- my My Twitter handle is Hav Gonzo Tweets. Charles's is Herring Red Real. Yo, I did it. Uh that's the Twitter. The podcast Twitter handle Run by the unpaid intern is J and spelled out C talk comics, and yeah, there you go. So um, the whole
0: format, which we didn't introduce at the front, is blair- glaringly obvious, and I'm not going to go over it again. So I okay. do know. I, sorry, I do know what I I do know what I want to suggest. Do you know what you want to suggest? I do. Okay, go for it.
1: I'm going to change it up. but going back to the '80s. See, I knew you were. We, I,
0: see. I, honest to God, had a joke prepped right there in my head as we were leading in. I was going to say he has done so well, even though we had a little kerfuffle with the last one. The actual comic was really good. And then this one, he knocked it out of the park with with X-Factor. So he's going to probably suggest something like Infinity Gauntlet.
1: No. It, re- it's, on Mar- it's, it's on Marvel Unlimited, though. <laughs> it's not on Hoopla. That's
0: okay. It, I have Marvel Unlimited.
1: It, I know you do. It, it goes back. It's, it's the 80s Fantastic Four. I think it's Fantastic Four versus X-Men. And it's post Newton Massacre, is when this is set. And it's only four issues. So I was going to also read, just because it's, it's, I think, chronologically came out right after, soon after that. There's also X Men versus Avengers from back in the 80s. That's just kind of a fun read. But I, for, for our official suggestion, just fantastic. It's only four issues each. But Fantastic Four versus X Men, four issue limited series back in the day.
0: Okay. Well, I will say, since we're probably going to have a lot longer between this podcast and next podcast. We we might we might be able to read both the Fantastic F- X Men and the X Men versus Avengers. That's a short. Is that a short arc too? Four issues.
1: Four They're issues. both four issue limited four. series.
0: Okay, so we could. Well, the problem with those is, are there aren't there? I'm a completionist what? when it comes to an event so they're pretty self-contained are they okay because if you if you were to say hey we need to read civil war i'd look at that and go dude do you know how many co-? you're like no, no it's like a it's like a short arc it's the civil war arc and i'm like no no you don't get the whole thing unless you read every single civil war tie-in and no, yes w- yes hav i have read every single <laughs> civil war tie in have you really oh yeah i've, I've oh my read, god i didn't oh my I, god no well but with marvel unlimited yeah. It You can at least I don't know if they still do as good a job, but they were trying to do a good job when I first got it. And you could find the proper order reading list and read it through in that reading list. So I did a number of those events like that. OK, so I think we can. I mean, that's eight issues. We can read eight issues.
1: And I was just going to make back and
0: contrast how God awful these kind of events are.
1: Gosh, darn it. No. And, and look, they're not. They're. The Fantastic Four versus X-Men is definitely coming off of Mutant Massacre, but it's not. I, it, it, they get, Of course, back the way they write comics, they give you an... And you could have read this as standalone. These I gotcha. It, it, it not like these current events where you... Huh? I don't know that you could. Huh? I've read what? Mutant Massacre. I know you have because we did it here. But I'm just saying, I I feel like... I, look, I haven't read these since then. I just, again, finally remember, so we'll see. Okay. I also wanted, if you don't mind... There are some suggestions that I will be making in the near future, okay. And I'm just going to lay those out. Catwoman, Bad Brew Baker is going to be coming down here soon, okay. And the Snagglepuss limited uh, series that came out—at least there's the first six issues—are available on Hoopla. So just FYI, okay. But for for now, let's do Fantastic Four versus X Men and X Men versus Avengers from the 1980s. Hold on a second. I am not
0: finding it real quick. I want to make sure I have the right name of it. I want to do The Runaways, except I'm now I'm wondering if that's the correct. It's a Marvel comic.
1: Yeah, there is there is a comic called Runaways. Okay. Not the band from the late 70s. Yeah,
0: well, because I looked it up on Hoopla. I'm going to have to search on Hoopla. I'm pretty sure it's on there, but if it's not, it's on Marvel Unlimited. I loved it when I originally read it. They made a show that, eh. I, I, think I liked I, the first. I liked the first season, but it wasn't as good as the comic. And they've gone back and forth with it. It, it is. It is a legit. When I, it is a really good comic, I I really liked it. I think the arc is fun. Uh, that uh, actually, it, that could be another one for James's daughter at some point. It because it's about kids and re, you, it's a away. little. No. I, feel,
1: I feel I read a little bit of a back way when.
0: Okay. Well yeah, you're, yeah it, it may be a little too
1: adult I was gonna say I think it's a little too but maybe not I don't, I don't know, know.
0: Well, well we'll talk about it we'll talk about it on our next episode and uh, okay we, we, we can go over that but I really I really liked that so
1: okay runaways it is and we also have been talking about doing a special episode yeah. of uh, some movies and maybe some tv and we got to figure out what exactly because there is a plethora of stuff that's come out yes movie and tv wise it, since it, the last in, time
0: in particular we're going to be talking about no matter what spider-man 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 because that yes that, that, no that was the, that was a, that was the plan after we saw it many moons ago and i have not watched it since Hav wanted to see if Caesar could record this morning after I'd read 700 pages of comic books in the last <laughs> day and a half. He texted me last night or yesterday after, yesterday morning, I think, after Caesar had said, Hey, I'm open in the next couple of weeks in the evening. He's like, You know, maybe we should, we should get Caesar on here tomorrow morning and we'll do. I'm like, Dude, no. He said evening.
1: Yeah, you're right. I just, I was so no, excited that Caesar's finally <laughs> able to, you know, schedule wise, you know, squeezes into his very busy schedule Yeah. And, that I was like, let's just get him now. Let's yeah. let, I'll, do it. I'll drop what I'm doing right now.
0: Except, except like I said, and I don't, I, I honestly, I'm not joking when I say about 700 pages of comics. No, I was, it, it was legitimately at least 500. So if I'm yeah. exaggerating, it was a, there was a lot of comics I read in the last and considering I'm a chunk through the next volume of, x-factor I've really been reading a lot of comics which, well, here by the, the way okay oh, I love good don't get me wrong yeah. I'm not complaining about reading a bunch of comics I was just like hey I just read all of this that's a lot of information let's go ahead and talk about it let's not wait three more weeks <laughs> to have the podcast that I already prepped for
1: no I Ish. got you no and and look I, I'm for sure spider-man and I know that your that's your wooby and which I appreciate and I like I would also like to hear us all talk about eternals. Because I think that would be fun. But that would mean uh, I should
0: have to, because like, I'm planning on watching. I, I was thinking about that today. I'm like, I that would mean I would have to watch Eternals again.
1: I was, you don't have, okay, if you feel oh, like you have to re-watch it. I've
0: watched it one time. And okay. that was that was months. I mean, good Lord, when did it come out? I watched
1: it in the theater. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Just the list, and I love making lists, as you know. There's Spider-Man, Eternals, the Batman Dark Phoenix, Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, WandaVision, Doctor Strange, Moon Knight, The Boys. And I and I, I love just dropping in Dark Phoenix in the middle of all that. Uh, you, you, um, you love it, and it's okay. I, I'm gonna finish it one of these days. <laughs> I actually I actually was thinking about for my birthday's coming up in August. I might invite you and Caesar over to watch Dark Phoenix with me.
0: Because you hate us.
1: I, I bought the DVD. Are I'm you just gonna tell you? Are you serious? Oh my uh, it lord. It was like lord. $4. You overpaid. I uh, Probably. Um, <laughs> oh my- and that's not to mention John. all the others. There's so much to watch out there. Obi-Wan's out right now. Strange New Worlds. Orville. Non-sci-fi stuff. We're comic booky Peaky Blinders I love another comic book thing Lock and Key that was based on a comic book I didn't know apparently he's really good and like I said there's Severance I want to watch Severance on Apple TV so much good stuff I feel like Burgess Meredith at the end of that Twilight Zone episode where you know the nuclear holocaust has happened and he's, he's got all his books and he's like oh finally there's enough time for all this like there's just not enough time to read comic books and watch all of the stuff that's out there oh, oh. that I want to watch
0: I, I don't. I hope you don't break your glasses
1: well, uh, thankfully, knock on wood, n- uh, nuclear holocaust hasn't happened. So if I did break my glasses, I could get them fixed. Okay. But yeah.
0: And actually, I, th- that was very sad for Burgess Meredith, breaking his glasses. But that would make everything other than the reading difficult for me. Because if I take my glasses off, I can hold the book close enough to my face to read it.
1: Boom. Boom. Uh, okay. Well, hey, um, Charles, thank you for the quick turnaround on editing, producing, uploading, publishing the latest podcast that just dropped. As we record this on Sunday, you, it dropped this past Friday. So thank you very much for doing that. As always, thank you very much for doing the podcast with me. I enjoy this immensely. I do too. Thank you very much
0: for doing it with me. Thank you to all our listeners. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And I hope you enjoy the next one as well.
1: Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye.
0: Uh, bye.